There you go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're here we are. walking. We're walking. And we're walking. Victory 91.5, Rise and Stein this morning. Ray Haynes is in, and as he has done for about the last year and a half on the feasts, you have come in and you've thrown it down, and you've taught on the days of awe, and you've taught on Passover, you've taught on the Feast of the Tabernacles, and today, as we go into uh, Yom Kippur tonight, teaching on Yom Kippur. We are, which is the last day of the days of awe. The mm. last of ten days when you really look inside, you repent, you examine your heart. It's this beautiful time that God has set apart for just a very inward looking. Um, and the real question is, is this, is Yom Kippur the day of the fall of Adam mm. and Eve? And my, my assumption is that it is. It's the only one that really makes sense that would be, which means they didn't have a whole lot of time in the garden, which also answers the question, why weren't there any kids? If it was a very short amount of time, that would make perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And secondly, it does also make sense why you have 10 days of inward looking, which is what they should have been doing. <laughs> and so we have an opportunity now to go back and, and return to that place. And so that's what these days are about. So as we enter in tonight into the, the the holiest of holy days, the Sabbath of Sabbaths. We were just, we left last time, we were talking about how volcanic um, Israel, the land of Israel, you go from top to, from north to south, the soil is just the remains of this volcanic activity. Unbelievable, lush, rich, there's uh, volcanic rock everywhere. I mean, if you've ever been to like Ireland or Scotland, they build all the fences out of rock. It's kind of like what Israel looks like. You mm -hmm. could build a million fences and still have a <laughs> lot of room, especially yeah. up north. So... One of the things that really struck me as you're talking about the volcanic ash that's so rich in nutrients for plant life is you look over this desert, this rocky, dusty desert land, and you see the most lush uh, date trees, olive trees, just farmland. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, how in the world is anything growing? We cannot in grow tomatoes soil. in our backyard. We grow out of a topsy turvy. We have a hose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just such a rich farmland, and and like you're saying, it's because of the volcanic, uh, you know, nutrients in the soil. And all of that, my, I'm not the only one, but my my theory and my concept is that that was Eden. That was that, mm -hmm. those early days, and that's how before you had rain. That's how the earth was watered, this subterranean, the water that's coming up. And you go to the Dead Sea and, you know, the core of the earth is feeding all this nutrients, mm -hmm. nutrients and stuff. And you might even, depending if you go far to the right or to the left, like the New Jerusalem, when it sits down, the measurements, you'd have to go into the Mediterranean to the left. And you'd pick up a lot of those islands and farther down there, a lot of stuff where there's also been a lot of volcanic activity. Mm -hmm. But just if we're just looking at from, say, Ethiopia and Egypt upward to... Um, past Turkey and keep going up there to where the Tigris and Euphrates would have gone. That would have been the land of Eden. Right in the smack middle of that is Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So there you would have had that garden. Right. So where we spent a lot of time would have been that very core part and answers the question, why in the world would God be interested in Jerusalem? It is the most bizarre place, center of the earth in a, in a sense of all that's happening. The focus has always been right there 
And maybe the answer is, well, it, it always has been. Maybe that's where it all started. <laughs> maybe the New mm-hmm. Jerusalem, maybe Paradise. All of that will mm-hmm. be returned and wow. the, the New Jerusalem mm-hmm. comes down. Mm-hmm. It answers a lot of questions. And not that I took anything back from the soil <laughs> in Israel. But I heard you did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you but reported a, that to customs, by a, the way. A small piece of volcanic rock from the Sea of Galilee. Yes, Ooh, you did. I actually put all my olives back. Got rebuked for picking my olives from from the, from the buffet. Well, no, no. <laughs> I should have. They said were that. delicious. They're just green olives. No, from the Garden of Gethsemane. I went, <laughs> yeah, well, that's a little different. They <laughs> picked olives in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's what. Where there was a sign that says, "Do not pick the olives." And no, no, yeah, it, said, it was in not, Hebrew. <laughs> it said, "Do not touch the trees." Of course, we're praying all over the trees. No, uh, Kelly's uncle, uh. Uh, a rabbi, <laughs> said, I, re- "I rebuke you publicly for picking olives from the Garden of Gethsemane." <laughs> <laughs> so I had to throw them away. <laughs> they were very cool. But we're going to go back. So. I'm sure I can get you some on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, get them legally. Yeah. Actually, I never saw the sign. We went to the left, and the sign was straight ahead. So <laughs> we, Turns out they don't have pimentos. <laughs> no, no pimento bushes. <laughs> so we're in back. The, in the olives. Oh. You're both going to be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> in the Garden of Eden, or okay. in this case, we're in the Garden of Gethsemane, and maybe a, a portion of that, and we'll show mm-hmm. you why that might be similar, this amount right. of olives is. But we're in Chapter 2 of Genesis, because what we're doing is counting down these days. Sure. Today, that Yom Kippur will be day 15 of creation, mm-hmm. if you will. So they forms man out of dust, breathes life into him, plants a garden in the east, and he describes where he did it, that trees are growing out of it, so it's the only place where anything is that's lush. In the middle of the garden, he puts the tree of life, tree of knowledge, good and evil, and there's rivers that are flowing out in and all that. What is it? Pishon? the land of heavy law where there is gold and it talks about the resin and all this stuff second river is gihon the entire land of cush and then you got the tigris and euphrates or uh, asher as it's called and so you have we know tigris and euphrates and down here we know cush and egypt and ethiopia ethiopia these lands of gold so we know these rivers the sometimes called the white and blue nile somewhere in there if you reach down is this is this where all this land of eden started mm-hmm. so sure. a lot of us just think of the garden of eden being very small mm-hmm. but if you change that and realize what the bible says is this this massive land it is basically the promised land mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it, and he said, you're free to eat from anything in the garden. Don't eat from the truth and knowledge of good and evil. You eat from it, you'll cer- certainly die. So if that is the case, and so modern day you're looking at Jerusalem being the garden, when Adam and Eve were cast out of that garden, they would have left to the east, and they walked over the Mount of Olives mm-hmm. into the vast desert land. And I tell you what, until you go there, you don't appreciate the word vast desert right. land. I mean, if you go to the north, you go up to um, just this lush um, air where we go to Megiddo, and you stand up and you just look over the mm-hmm. this uh, unbelievable lush land. But if you go to the east, oh my, it just, um, I don't even know if there was words. I just remember driving for mile after mile thinking, who in the right mind would go here? But obviously Adam and Eve didn't have a choice. So you have Jesus when he comes to be crucified. So he spent a lot of time on the Mount of Olives, mm-hmm. one might say one of his favorite places. Mm. So when he's coming 
down, he comes down the same path down the Mount of Olives. So he's going, taking the trip backwards. Adam and Eve cast out. They have mm. to go over the Mount, Mount of Olives, and they're going into the Far East land, mm-hmm. which is now uh, the land of Jordan, crossing mm. the Jordan River. You have to understand the topography and the roads. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you don't understand that, you don't understand anything. All, we, all of us have been studying maps since we came back. It's like, <laughs> oh! Everything changes when you go there. So... Uh, interesting thing, I talked with a couple of different people. Uh, Ronnie, our, our guide, mm-hmm. had some interesting thoughts. And Robert, who founded the one who owns the organization, the travel agency, had a long conversations about this because if you're in the land of Israel a lot, certain things really start to come up. And uh, the Mount of Olives is a real core area that you got to think about. And one of the things Jesus did when he came back in is this odd story of cursing the fig tree. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, we make a lot of sermons out of that, but no matter how you slice it, it's this really odd story. He's coming Mm -hmm. in, there's no fruit. I curse you, you'll, you know, it's like, whoa, okay then. And we know in terms of historically, traditionally, I guess I should say, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil probably was a fig tree. Mm-hmm. They, they assumed that because they covered themselves with fig leaves, mm. and which would make sense. And so this represented, and you're now covered with this very thing, mm-hmm. and it's what you're putting your hope in. Mm-hmm. So you obviously still had fig trees after the fall. But now think about it this way. If this was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, so the fig tree now represents the law. It gives you, the law gave you access to God with an explanation of what was good and what was evil. Mm -hmm. He said, if that's what you want, that's what you get. Mm -hmm. So he's covered them with the law. He's given them the law many centuries later to help them walk through this process. So you have the fig tree in that kind of way. So there is a point of the fig tree throughout history now. It's because he's using that in that sense. And it's also the honey, if you will. They, they don't get honey from bees over there. They get it from dates and figs and things like that. So mm. there's a sweetness to it as yep. well. So the tree of life, maybe an olive tree. We don't really know. We take that from a couple of reasons. There's one tradition that has the cross being made out of um, an olive tree. Mm. Obviously, it's too long ago. The wood doesn't exist. So you really can't show that. But you have a lot of activity around olive trees. And one theory going is there's two places for Calvary. They're all on Mount Moriah. Mm -hmm. Except this one theory. Which, and that whole area is Mount Moriah, it's, not just the top. It's mm-hmm. massive. It's this very big mountain where the temple area is built on. Solomon built it and uh, added some to the middle to make it even a bigger mountain. Mm-hmm. But what if, this is the third theory, is that what if Calvary was actually on the Mount of Olives? And the reason that theory comes about is this. When the soldiers are watching the at the crucifixion, they see the graves open, and they see the temple, the curtain torn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now, if you've been there, you know, the only place you can see that happen is from the Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. That's the only place you can look in that door. Mm-hmm. You're looking to the east. Right. You couldn't see that from Mount Moriah. Sure. You wouldn't know that. Right. And the dead are walking. And so, you have a lot of stuff going on. So, there's also the possibility that the same path that he's taken is also to Calvary is is the same thing from Eden. So, there's a lot of connectivity there if that's, if that's what happened. We don't know. But what we do know is if Jerusalem really is the Garden of Eden area, this temple 
where the glory of God came down. Somewhere in there, you've got where was the tree of life at that time. Don't know what it was made out of, but there, anyways. So this random cursed fig tree, going back to it, mm-hmm. you know, if that represents Jesus uh, fulfilling the law, when he curses it, he's saying, okay, you, at this point, the, the law is no longer valid. Mm. The only access you have now is me. Mm-hmm. And so he deals with this cur- this fig tree in a very unusual way because uh, Christ in you is now going to be the hope of glory. It's mm-hmm. no longer going to come through knowledge between good and evil. All of that's going to come from an inward way from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's not going to become from a written word because the word is now written on your heart. Yes. Is that making sense? It yes. Does. So it does. all of this stuff is going on on this last and he's getting ready and we're looking here at Yom Kippur. And so this day is that big day of fasting. So the reason I brought all of that up, that sounds like a very big introduction, but here's the point. It all goes back to the garden. So what what is the whole point of fasting? You go back to these two trees because all of the failure that happened happened in the garden and it was happened because there was a eating that went on. So when you stop, when God says fast, you're stepping back. You're becoming as Christ who is doing a whole lot of fasting. And you're, you're choosing to say, I choose not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm. I want you, I want to be intimate with you. I want you to provide knowledge of good and evil. Mm. I want you, Holy Spirit, to come in and inform me, to give me truth and give me understanding. So the whole point of of fasting is coming to that place to step back before then and we'll get into a little later where you're wearing white which you noticed right Mm -hmm. which is grave clothes so Mm. you're actually wearing the grave clothes and choosing not to eat of the tree so Mm. that's kind of the whole intro to what yom kippur is ray haynes teaching on yom kippur it's victory 91.5